This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo, good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today? Man, I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. It's been um it's been a fun week. Yeah, it's good. been a fun week. It's uh you know, it's just um just crazy around ye old pipe shop and uh man doing a lot of uh mail orders recently. We had a big drop of uh Samuel Gay with tobaccos and that was fun to uh to get in and, and then to get right back out because they're so popular and so um man it's uh you know it's it's always fun to get those tobaccos that are hard to find. Uh Samuel Gay with, you know, uh man, fantastic historic brand, some of the best tobaccos in the world and uh they've gotten really hard to get in the United States uh here over the past couple of years and um, it's due to a whole bunch of issues, which is kind of part of it's the government, part of it's uh, Sam Gay with um, how much they make, and and part of it's the distributor, the American distributors, kind of, uh, kind of. Let's just say they're not really pipe people, but <laughs> anyway, we're fortunate to get some this year, and uh, glad to uh, glad to get it back out. So that was a lot of fun, and um, yeah, man, just just blowing and going. It's been uh, been fun around the old pipe shop. This is the time of year we've had a few uh, cool evenings recently, and so we've got our uh, seasonal pipe smokers starting to trickle back in. You know where the evening Evenings are, you know, maybe in the 60s, upper 50s, and people are sitting on their porch and uh, enjoying their pipe. And so, um, so that's it's been good to see some of our old old guys that, you know, we have these guys that we only see between, let's say, October and uh, and May, and uh, we miss them for the summer, and then they come right back in when we get that little cool snap. So kind of kind of neat. Absolutely, man. Yeah, it's uh, it, it it's been a kind of it's it's been nice enjoying the cool weather. We actually busted out the uh, fire pit last night, my wife and I. And nice. Yeah, I had a really, uh, really nice evening. It cool was, weather uh, in Houston, eighty-seven degrees. Hey, you know, I mean, we were we were in shorts, but it was cold enough to light some wood on fire. So, we, right. we, you know, that's 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 my ideal in my mind. Uh, like, that's you know, great, man. Cold Whatever. enough to light something on fire. Just do it. I'm for it. Yeah, you know, something else, man. I think I can, I think I mentioned this on on um, the previous episodes, but we're in the midst of also uh, redoing the kitchen. Did I, t- I told you that. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah, and so uh, right now there's there might be a little construction noise in the background, so I apologize if you hear that, but. Um, yeah, it's been interesting because all of our furniture, like it's it's the kitchen, but the kitchen and kind of the sunroom make up like a good like third, if not half of our the, the bottom of our house here. Yeah, yeah. And so like, you know, all of our furniture and everything has been like, you know, shoved into the living room and uh, we don't have our <laughs> access to our fridge or our washing machine. So we're just all hangry and nasty up in here right now. <laughs> of course, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, eh, it's, it's rough, man. I'm I'm coming to you, and I mean, like you know, it, I I kept on thinking about the yacht thing because I thought that was such a great great analogy that you made a few episodes back. In reference to that, thinking you know, uh, you know the um, you know, if you're a, a really super mega wealthy aircraft par- carrier kind of person, your your biggest problem in life might be where you're going to park your yacht. You where know? you going to park your yacht? Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. And and to other people, we laugh at that, or you know, maybe you say, "Man, give me a break," but. But for you, that might be a real issue that keeps you up at night, you know? Right, right, right. But at the same time, we're still going to judge you. And so that's the, that's the thing. And so I do, I do, I like, I like, I can't complain about this. We're getting a new kitchen. Like, that's know, great. Right? What a great thing to have. And so anyway, it's, uh, and it is coming that's along right. really, really nicely. Um, well, yeah. anytime you, you know, do any kind of work around your house, it's a pain, you know, and it, it's just having contractors coming and going, especially if you're not, you know, you're, you're kind of like me, you're not particularly, 
handy with you know building a lot of stuff all this kind of you know i've done some of that just owning a historic home we you, oh, know, you learn yeah, how yeah. to pick some of that stuff that's up, bellhaven handy right it that's is still above average but well below like the average mississippian yeah no it, right <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's a, a great way to put it so uh yeah i get it man it's just an inconvenience so just uh just you know self-medicate smoke your pipe drink your brandy you'll be fine I'm trying to, man. I'm, I, I'm today in particular. I'm trying not to, and just try to be as clear-headed as possible, which That's is good. dangerous. But hopefully, this will be a good show, man. I'm just hearing your voice <laughs> is medication enough. Same, uh, man. We gotta we gotta talk about something because I, I believe it was I think it was maybe two weeks ago. We we had the the question come in. I think, or maybe yeah. I was the one that asked you the question about about buyer's remorse. About you know what was the most expensive pipe? Yeah, uh, that you had buyer's yeah. remorse. Man, we have started getting stories in about this, and I, I I'm starting to think, man, we we might have a an, a dedicated episode to this concept here in the near future <laughs> i uh, think that'd be great there's a lot of uh, a lot of folks have you know made the plunge on those kind of pipes and um you know their their heart has called you know they, they've tugged on their heartstrings or whatever but then you get it and you realize you don't smoke it or uh maybe it's not your style or yeah I, I don't know you know there's all kinds of stories that have come in and uh, some are pretty entertaining so <laughs> well so that's the thing i would be very curious so i want to i want to kind of i think i mentioned it then at the time but i want to i want to add a little fuel to the fire here and say if you've got a pipe or if at some point in your kind of pipe journey in your collection what have you if you've owned a pipe that was, you know, maybe more money than you really wanted to spend. And you just kind of looked at it for a while. Like, what have I done? Any kind of buyer's remorse as it relates to like expensive pipes. I'm very curious about, I think we've got yeah. kind of some fun stories already. I, I can't wait to gather those and, and put together an episode. So uh, keep sending those in and uh, yeah, hopefully here in the next week, week or so we'll be able to do that. That sounds great. <laughs> also, man, before we jump into it, we have got some new Country Squire Radio Pipe Club members. Now, these are, of course, the amazing folks that are supporting us over at patreon.com slash countrysquireradio. Joining at the Squire level is Kevin Ahim. Ahim. <laughs> Kevin Ahim. Ahim. Yeah, that's right. No, cool. That's great. Kevin Ahim. 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 Ahim or him? M. That name's got my <laughs> dyslexia like going crazy right no, now. No, you know, I, I it reminded of Stewie Griffin when he's like, uh, coo whip. Coo yeah, right. whip. <laughs> right. Kevin, man, thanks so much for your support. And then yeah, also absolutely. at the Squire level, man, we've got supporting us Greg. Just Greg. No just last Greg. name. Greg. Man. So we could literally, literally make his last name anything, which is kind of a whole nother fun challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so Greg and Kevin, thank y'all so much for supporting at the Squire level, man. We got two new pilgrims as well. We got Alum. Harrelson, oh, shoot, I, I said it right. I'm sorry, Alan. Elaine, we have Elaine Harrelson. There we go, nailed it. Uh, and we also <laughs> we also have Joel Henderson, Joel Henderson. So thank y'all so much for sponsoring the show. Alan Harrelson show. and Joel Henderson. I I read those two names kind of fast, and I was like, oh, they're the same, you know, same last name. But no, they're they're not at all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think my dyslexia is rubbing up on you. It's man. rubbing gotta, off, baby. <laughs> yeah, take something for that. It's ridiculous. That, man, Alan and Joel, thank you so much for uh, for hopping on. We're so grateful. Absolutely. And we would not be able to do this show without y'all's support. So head over to patreon.com slash countrysquireradio to learn how you too can join the uh, International Country Square Radio Pipe Club and help make the show happen on a weekly basis without yep. fail somehow for years, like <laughs> seven or something. Ridiculous. It really is a miracle. <laughs> hey, but real quick, uh, one yeah. one final announcement. Uh, we uh, actually, you know, this fall has been kind of uh, – 
uh, quiet with uh, announcements and events from the shop just because we, um, other than new products coming out, haven't been able to have any events or anything. And that, that's still the case. I don't have anything to uh, to give you now <laughs> but, <laughs> or it, to tell you now about any events. But we do have another product announcement that I'm, I'm really excited about. This kind of uh, came out of the blue. It's a collaboration that we'll be actually revealing uh, next week. We're, we're really, um, really excited about this. It came out of the blue. But, um, you know, we have not uh, at the Squire, you know, we sell and, and pride ourselves in selling really great uh, pipe accessories. You know, we love accessories. Pipe people love accessories. We love the knickknacks and, uh, you know, ways to, uh, you know, tampers and, you know, uh, all kinds of little pouches and things of that nature. We uh, we are coming out next week with a uh, with a with our own custom uh, pipe roll up. And and I'm really really excited about this. It's a it's a pipe roll up uh, that can actually uh, you know it holds your pipe, it holds your pipe cleaners, your lighter, um, but it, it doesn't just hold your tobacco. It's actually made to hold an entire tin of tobacco. And and it's just a really cool design. I'm really really excited about it. I can't wait to tell y'all more. It's uh we collaborated with this company that does a lot of great canvas work and um and man just just really fired up about that. So anyway, stay tuned. We'll have more information on that next week. But uh but anyway, the Country Squire uh pipe roll up um man for your pipe and it holds an entire tin of tobacco and we're uh, we're we're pumped about it. So anyway, stay tuned. Absolutely, man. All right, so <laughs> I'm kind of nervous about this week's episode uh, <laughs> because you know normally we discuss it ahead of times i mean this show is planned i know people sometimes don't think that but it is <laughs> it's i know a right show this particular <laughs> week uh just with the way that kind of scheduling all came together um you know for the topic uh we we, we never well you were working on it and right rather than tell me what it was going to be you just said to bring my scottish accent or have it up there ready <laughs> and, and and i thought you know that's that's interesting. There's a couple of different ways we could go with that, really. Uh, you know, obviously, Blokes for the Liberation of Scotland apparently got this uh, massive fan base after last week, even <laughs> from just the... Uh, which, by the way, no no video of me uh, singing uh, Scotch-Irish uh, folk songs exists. However, my wife did inform me last night that there is actually a picture of the Blokes for the Liberation of Scotland. Uh, and if I find that, I, I make this commitment to you and the listeners. I will put that out. But uh, but anyway, album all that cover. Dis- yes. Yeah, right. That'll be the album cover. But no. So so that that horrible imagery notwithstanding, uh, I'm supposed to bring my Scottish accent. But John David, what are we talking about this week? Man, this week we are talking about the top three Scottish blends. Okay, all right. In I the pipe that tobacco world. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> that was the most obvious. I thought that might be the case. Hey, with the hey, the Scottish guy. Sc- I'm gonna have to find it, man. That, Actually, see the pro. Yeah, I know. Now that we've kind of led with that foot, it's like, man, I mean, is it is it really appropriate to just go ahead and 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 offend an entire nation like that? I don't know, but of course we do that every week. So Scotland, Scotland, <laughs> if you, you have to roll it around, you have to like roll it around your mouth with the Scotland. That's that's how you find the Scottish accent. <laughs> oh my gosh, have you ever uh, been to Scotland? No, I've never been to yeah. Scotland. <laughs> I have man, never been, but I have always wanted to go. You need to go sometime. I, I've been one time. We, uh, man, I had a had a very dear friend that was over there. Uh, I may have mentioned this on the show before. His wife was getting her master's degree at the University of Edinburgh, and so they lived in uh, Edinburgh there for two years. And I went over there and stayed about fourteen days one time. And um, man, beautiful country. Some of the most uh, kind, interesting people on earth. Uh, such a, a proud heritage and. Uh, man, I just it really identified with those folks over there. It was really, 
uh, really pretty cool. So um, anyway, great. Uh, man, just really awesome history. Of course, we love all the uh, whiskeys that, that are created over there and uh, have a lot of ties to, to that uh, culture, you know, certainly as a, uh, a, you know, Bo coming from the, you know, kind of Presbyterian background, Church of oh, yeah. Scotland, you know, John Knox and, and the Scottish Reformation, all that kind of stuff, King James. And, you know, I, I don't know, there's a lot of, uh, just a lot of interesting ties there, not just from a, um, you know, someone of that descent, but also as a Southerner and, uh, and, and, and also as a pipe smoker, you know, so many, uh, so many great, uh, you know, pipe, um, ties to, to that part of the world. And, um, and so, yeah, man, we thought we'd talk about, uh, the top three Scottish blends and, uh, and, and thought that might be fun. Bo, do you know what a Scottish blend is? Uh, yes, it is a uh, blend of pipe tobacco that you pour scotch on. <laughs> Some people might actually interpret it that way. <laughs> Believe that it or I'm not, that I'm glad I made the joke. I wasn't yeah, being serious I, at all. Yeah, uh, it's fine. No, like, whoo! <laughs> you wipe the sweat across your brow. Yeah, right. um, you know, it, it's it's funny that this is one of the um, most you know nebulous, uh, nebulously defined. Uh, blend, uh, you know, de- definitions of a blend in in the pipe tobacco world. We have so mm. many uh, different terms that we throw around: English, uh, aromatic, Balkan, uh, Scottish. You know, all these uh, crazy uh, names that we use to describe different types of tobacco. But um, Scottish is one of those that that probably has the most variety. And you know, with that, you kind of just have to uh, just you have to you know pick one and roll with it and. And, you know, it, it's like um, you and I have talked before, you as, you know, Presbyterian. And, you know, it's like if someone asks you, Bo, if you're a Calvinist, the the, the safest answer is to, to ask back, what do you mean by that? <laughs> right, right. It, I mean, not, like, there's a couple points here. <laughs> it's, not, it's not to answer uh, immediately if you're a Calvinist. It's to say, well, you tell me what you think that means, and then, exactly. you, and then I'll tell you if, if I think I'm that. <laughs> Ooh, man, I am dealing with—you know what? I'm not going to go into it on this podcast, but nah, yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. I know saying. exactly so, what you're saying. So, man, you know, if someone asks you, man, are you a fan of Scottish blends? Well, the, the appropriate response is, well, what? tell me what you think a Scottish blend is. And if they right. tell you, uh, well, it's a syrupy aromatic that's covered in, uh, you know, blackberry compote, uh, then, you know, th- that's probably not what you would think of as a Scottish blend. And you can say yes or no to, to that. But, <laughs> um, man, it, you know, typically uh, they're all over the map, the definitions. Today, for our purposes uh, for Scottish blends, we're talking about uh, Virginia and Oriental dominant blends uh, with Latakia in a supporting role. And, uh, and, and sometimes they'll have uh, something to mix it up in there, a, a Black Cavendish or Dark Fire Kentucky that can kind of uh, provide a, a supporting role, maybe a little spice or some depth, uh, uh, some, uh, you know, sweet uh, richness or body uh, to it, which is kind of fun. But uh, the Latakia is there. It's kind of a variant on an English blend. It's one of those where the, um, you know, the Latakia is there, but it's in the background. It plays more of a more of a supporting role. Uh, you know, when you talk about Scotland, uh, you know, you hate to say it's a variant of an English blend. It, you might be safer to say an English blend is a variant of a Scottish blend because you don't want to make people uh, in Scotland feel like they're uh, inferior to the English because they're not. <laughs> very, very important. But um, man, anyway, it's uh, you know, that's kind of where we're going though with these uh, with these definitions. So, um, you know, it is fall season, Bo, and a lot of folks will uh, kind of start. Uh, you know, switching this time of year over to those 
uh, you know, more uh, savory blends we have during the summertime, uh, aromatics, you know, blends that might have a berry essence or uh, some type of, uh, you know, baking spices or something. We think vanilla, caramel, uh, those nice, you know, fun, uh, you know, aromatic blends that we smoke in the hot weather. Uh, you know, a lot of folks that smoke those blends at this time of year start to gently migrate over to the non-aromatics. And, and a Scottish blend in the definition that we're talking of is, is really a good midway point. It's kind of a stopping point, maybe second base or something on the way home, uh, you know, heading in that direction towards the non-aromatic side of the uh, of the of the grid uh, there, you know, a, a lot of folks will start, you know, switching, you know, adding some English style blends, adding some of the uh, Latakia or, or Perique in. And Scottish mixtures are like this are, are good. It's that halfway step. Um, these Virginias and, and Orientals, they, they really are uh, tend to be, well, in a lot of cases that, you know, flu cured tobacco bright, uh, you know, a little lemony, a little zesty, uh, some grassy flavors. Uh, the Orientals provide a, a note of uh, muskiness, a floral note. There's, um, you know, the cedary uh, background that's kind of behind there. And then and then the dash of Latakia that kind of rounds it out and gives it more uh, more depth and body and kind of undergirds the the blend, uh, you know, with just a little, uh, you know, r- rounds off some of the harsh edges a little bit. So, um, so anyway, we thought we'd talk about that. Yeah, three three Scottish blends uh, coming out of the gate. The first one I'll mention today uh, is a is a great tobacco. Uh, it's a little hard to get right now, kind of uh, like the Samuel Gay with tobaccos that we talked about um, at the beginning, at the at the very beginning. And it's called show. Freedom. I know. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Which actually is hard to get right now. Right, right. Well, that is, uh, That's a great point. It is hard to get right now. But uh, yeah, man, the, the first one we'll talk about is uh, from a historic uh, Scottish company. It's This tobacco is made in Germany now, but uh, it is Rattray's Seven Reserve. Uh, Rattray's uh, tobacco, it's been around a long time, of course, famed uh, Scottish, uh, you know, uh, t- tobacconist that uh, has pipes and tobaccos. Uh, you know, a lot of these, you know, things are not made in that part of the world anymore, but still kind of maintains that uh, design and heritage. And uh, man, Rattray's Seven Reserve, excellent tobacco produced by uh, Kohlhaas in Germany, uh, and uh, it's available in a 50 gram and a 100 gram tin. I, I love I love Rattray's tins. They're uh, you know they're they're you know vacuum seal tins. The little coin style ones are real uh, typical of what you would mm-hmm. expect. But the 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 100 gram tins are are like taller. Uh, kind of little, you know, uh, cans. They're, they're just kind of fun. I don't know. They're kind of uh, tall, cylindrical. Talk about kinda... the soup can style. Yeah, they're, they're like soup cans. Yeah, it's like an elongate, maybe a little taller than like a, a Campbell's soup kind of thing. But right. um, it really neat. Uh, you know, I just love their packaging. It's all, it's simple, and the color schemes are, are very simple, but it, it feels historic, like you're buying into, you know, a, a, a piece of history and things of that nature. And, and, and of course, these blends are are all really good. Yeah, I was going to ask you about this because, yeah. I mean, you know, as you mentioned, Rattray's uh, the, the very, very simplistic. I mean, honestly, there's there's almost like a kind of a modern classic merger feel yeah. to the way that you kind of see see their tens. Um, the seven often depicted with a little dot on top of it. Just curious if you knew what that was all about. I don't have no idea. Yep. If anybody does, I'm just, <laughs> was that like a font choice or is that like, does that mean something? That was something that I was kind of scratching my head on. Yeah. And sometimes it's on there and sometimes it's not. I, right. I, I know what you're talking about. Sometimes it's not even present, but then there's other times that that little, uh, little speckle is, uh, is there. So I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do we call the thing on the bottom of a cutty? The, um, 
stiletto. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the pipe stiletto, right. <laughs> the pipe stiletto on the bottom of the cutty, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, man, Seven Reserve, flu-cured tobaccos. It's, you know, augmented by these floral uh, orientals, which really shine in this tobacco. Lots of uh, uh, kind of a, a subtly sweet, sour flavor that's there, uh, and then backed up by, by Cyprian Latakia. And so this is one where, uh, you know, you will know that the uh, the Orientals and, and Virginia are front and center here. Uh, it also has this uh, kind of um, unflavored black Cavendish that is, uh, you know, floating around in there as well. And so occasionally you'll get that just kind of, um, you know, sweet heat uh, note that, um, you know, is just really pleasing. It smooths it out, makes the room note kind of nice and um, and things of that nature. This is a ready, or I'm sorry, a ribbon cut tobacco. And it's similar to Rattery's more popular blend, Red Wrappery, uh, which, uh, you know, Seven Reserve, as much as I like it, it's not one of their more uh, popular blends. It's a blend that is a little easier to get than some of their other stuff, although all Rattery's are are kind of hard to get uh, nowadays. But uh, Red Wrappery is a tobacco of, of similar nature, but, uh, you know, it's got this more, it's a heavier, it's a uh, more of a cigar-like uh, flavor, very, uh, you know, barbecue, bready, uh, very similar ingredients, but kind of different proportions uh, type of thing. And so the, the Seven Reserve is going to back off on that, bring some of that brightly forward. Some of the Orientals are uh, I don't know how they're rounded out, but somehow that blend is, um, you know, just a little more palatable for an all-day smoke. So, um, so yeah, Rattery Seven Reserve, uh, they are um, they are front and center and number one for my um, my uh, Scottish style blends. All right, well there you go, so Rattery Seven Reserve. All right, so that's yep. the first one. What about the second one? <laughs> the second comes uh, GLP's Chelsea Morning. Now, what's funny is I don't know if Greg would actually uh, refer to Chelsea Morning as a Scottish style mixture, but this is a tobacco that uh, is is one of those that you know has the ingredients to kind of meet my definition. So we're gonna roll with it. And uh, and Greg, I know listens, tunes in occasionally, and if he has uh, opinions on that, man, we'd love to love to hear from him. But um, yeah, you know, GLP's uh, Greg, he he uh, obviously one of the uh, best blender in the world, love what he does. He collaborates with uh, Cornell and Deal to produce uh, all his, you know, fantastic tobaccos and has been coming out with hits for, you know, a couple decades now. But um, yeah, uh, it's available in a two and an eight ounce can. It came out in 2009, the Chelsea Morning. Uh, and it's just a great tobacco, um, really good. The, the uh, Virginia's here, you get uh, some bright and some ruddy uh, leaf uh, in this blend. It's got a really um, kind of uh, average uh, moisture content, and so it's you know ready to go as soon as you pop the tin, I think. And uh, Latakia, and then uh, is in the background here, but then uh, it, which is is very present, but it, it's it's a supporting role. And then uh, this one has the addition of Perique, which is. Uh, kind of fun. And so the Perique is in the back. It adds that spiciness. And this is a fantastic sipping tobacco. It's a tobacco that, uh, man, just really goes great with, uh, you know, your your front porch and, you know, petting your dog on the back of the head or, or working in the yard or whatever. I mean, this is just a great, um, you know, kind of all day, every day tobacco. It's your medium roast coffee and just uh, has a ton of flavor, but is not uh, superlative in anything so much that it really knocks you over the head. So um, you can smoke it at, at any time. 
kind of a moderate nicotine level, very, uh, you know, consistent throughout the bowl. Uh, that that Latakia stays kind of in the in the background while still making itself, uh, you know, present throughout all your puffs. And so, um, you know, it's just a just a good tobacco. But um, again, you know, in those, uh, you know, Greg P. GLPs, you know, what what they do, they you know collaborate with Cornell and Deal, who produces this stuff, uh, and then sells it, and uh, they come in those Cornell and Deal style. Uh, tins, which are the the non-vacuum sealed, uh, we call them the biscuit can style <laughs> style tins, and uh, it's available in a two ounce uh, and an eight ounce tin, and uh, man, just a really good um, good tobacco. So now Chelsea, and you know we we're Mississippians, but Chelsea, Chelsea's that's a that's like an area in New York, right? I, I actually think it, it, I'm not sure is, because is in embarrassingly i've actually yeah, i've never been to new york i don't know if i've mentioned that on the show before but i've never been to the state or the city of new york but I, this is actually part of glp's old london series so see that's what i was going to ask cuz i'm i i feel like i mean i feel like i'm right on this i think chelsea is like a a maybe a district in new york or something like this or maybe like maybe it's just a street but given the fact that obviously the um you know the art around the ten and then that it is part of his london series yeah, <laughs> this is where our British listeners are going to be like, what are they talking about? Is, is, is there also a Chelsea or is this like a reference to like Winchester or something like that? Well, that's the thing. If there's a Chelsea, New York, they probably got it from a Chelsea, England. That would make some sense. <laughs> that would make sense. I love I love how just just dis- displaying the ignorance all, all over. Right? No, my, it's my great. Apology. We've offended our <laughs> Scottish listeners. We've offended our, uh, you know, English listeners now. All we have we can get the entire empire now if we just do Northern Ireland and Wales and then we'll <laughs> have right. everything covered. <laughs> That's right. UK can't agree on anything except for their hatred of us. Right. Right. Yeah. Exa- exactly. Uh, or maybe each other. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, man, uh, just a great, uh, a great uh, tobacco. And of course, this lineup that he has, uh, the old London series, a lot of fun ones here: Regent's Flake, Temple Bar, uh, Sixpence, Gaslight. I mean, there's a lot that uh, Sextant. We we think of a lot of tobaccos that feature uh, a lot of complexity here. You know, he he is very. Um, you know, uses a lot of subtlety in his blending and uh, interesting casing techniques and, and toppings, uh, very, you know, uh, deftly used here and there. And so, um, anyway, good tobacco and, and something that you should try uh, from uh, from GLP's if you haven't before. All right. Yeah. And, of course, GLP's excellent, excellent pipe tobaccos just as a whole. You know, I, I just mentioned the, um, you know, I... I, I've always gone back and forth. Like I really, I, I really love the way in which like there's always just this narrative that goes yeah. along with all of his blends. Um, and you know, it's, it's interesting because there's a part of me that it just loves consistency. Like you look at something and you know exactly what it is. Right. And so GLP's has the very definitive, you know, brand logo of the, uh, the pipe tobacco leaves just kind of bound together. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. It's great. Um, and that and that kind of sits on top of all of these various, uh, you know, imagery that kind of speak to the narrative of the pipe tobacco. And I yeah. just, I always, you know, I always just find that there's a lot of creative ways in which they they present um, uh, his his particular blends. So yeah, tip, tip of the hat, Ch- Chelsea Morning, Scottish <laughs> blend number two, number Let's- two. 
Let's hear it for number three. <laughs> yeah, man. This one, uh, man, is uh, something that, of course, is uh, a very storied tobacco. It's a stalwart of the pipe tobacco world and something that uh, will be immediately recognized by so many people. And, and I consider it a Scottish-style blend because of its ingredients. And uh, this is something that um, everyone should try at some point. It's Peterson's My Mixture 965. Uh, Peterson, uh, of course, is the name on this tin now, uh, but historically this was a Dunhill blend. Uh, Dunhill, of course, the famous pipe maker and tobacconist uh, of London, uh, produced these tobaccos there in London until... Um, you know, the um, early 1980s and, and, and then the tobacco, uh, you know, we've talked about this before briefly, but the tobacco got uh, split off from the pipe company. And so uh, the pipe uh, tobacco was uh, sold off. Those those blends and brands were sold off to other blenders. Uh, Murray's, I think, was the time in, in Ireland there who took those blends. But, um, you know, it, the, so now since the early 80s, the uh, Dunhill tobaccos and Dunhill pipes uh, were separate entities, and then of course uh, Dunhill, the the name eventually faded, and then they brought it back as a Peterson brand. Um, but uh, man, great tobacco is very historic. Something uh, as a Mississippian that's very important to uh, to us. Uh, do you know why, Bo? I do. I don't. You don't. Uh, th- this was William Faulkner's favorite. Tobacco. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah. man. Yep. I always thought Faulkner only smoked uh, pipe tobacco from the Country Squire. But he did not because he was dead before we opened. <laughs> Mississippi lore, his ghost. No. I know, right? Yeah, we 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 would think he would approve of us, but uh, but yeah, he uh, he passed away earlier. Yeah, so uh, man, my mixture nine six five, a, a favorite of Faulkner, along with a few others, and um, you know they talk all those stories about when he passed away, finding these uh, random cans of these things just sitting around um, and full of little trinkets and whatnot, and so um, it, but a, a legendary tobacco, something that uh, is is just an excellent blend. It's a, it's an all-day smoke. It's an English-style blend with that uh, kind of backed-off Latakia a little bit, which gives it a little more uh, subtlety and, and natural sweetness, I think. Um, you know, for the past, um, you know, couple of decades, really, this tobacco has been made by a Scandinavian tobacco group, which, uh, of course, uh, you know, friends of the show uh, produce things like, uh, you know, Orlick and Escudo and Peter Stokeby, uh, so many great tobaccos, but it's made in the old Orlick factory there uh, in Denmark, and they still produce this stuff. And it's, uh, of course, available in a 50-gram tin, uh, but is also available in bulk, uh, which is kind of neat. You can purchase this tobacco in a bulk form um, and, uh, you know, see that um, you know, occasionally, sometimes at Tobacconist, they'll have this available. So, uh, but it's sold under the Peterson name now. Uh, the same exact tobacco that it's been uh, for for a very long time. Of the three tobaccos we are talking about today, it's probably the strongest in flavor. It's probably got more of that Latakia richness, uh, what you would expect from a, a quote-unquote English-style blend when you open up the tin. That uh, you know, kind of peaty muskiness, uh, barbecue uh, that that emanates from the tobacco. It, it's certainly there, and, um, and and therefore is probably the most full-bodied of the ones that we're uh, talking about today. So, um, Peterson tobaccos, you know, and and uh, historically Dunhill tobaccos. These are uh, tobaccos since they've been produced in the same factory that have been uh, maybe a little on the drier side, not quite as 
uh, moist as some of their counterparts, but it's a ribbon cut. It's something that, uh, you know, in a vacuum sealed tin, I will take out and uh, kind of prep a little bit. I might even let it sit out on the counter some and then uh, and then load my pipe to let that tobacco fluff up a little bit. But, um, man, excellent tobacco. Uh, the room note is, uh, you know, not not as bad as some of these other blends. And, uh, you know, it's it's always a, um, always a crowd pleaser as far as the flavor goes. And so, uh, you know, I just really highly, uh, highly recommend it and think if, you know, if it's a tobacco you haven't tried before, uh, it's a good place to start. And it's a good place uh, to start if you're uh, wanting, if you're an aromatic smoker and kind of want to stick your toe in the water of these English style blends or or Latakia blends this uh this uh, 965 as a quote unquote Scottish mixture it can kind of kind of get you in the door there and introduce you to some of these more uh, rich you know flavors that uh, you know that are so complex so yep yes man my mixture 965 okay so I want everybody right now who's got this got this 10 on you to pick it up and look at it. Oh, you know what? This is such a this is a weird like kind of intersection right here, but I'm going to throw it out there for for folks yeah. that like forget that will get this. All right, look look at look at that 10. Okay. Look at that M and like what comes to mind for you? If you are an X-Men fan, what comes to mind for you? <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Like there's there's two things when you see that M, it looks like the Magneto symbol. And, yeah. uh, and frankly, uh, uh, Scarlet Witch, who's his daughter, wears a kind of a headdress <laughs> that is almost the exact shape of the M uh-huh. here. So anyway, I'm not saying that my mixture 965, a favorite of William Faulkner, is actually a front for the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. But I'm just saying that, like, they got the Magneto M. I just, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, you know. Crazier things have uh, have been said and 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 pulled off. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, sorry. It's just good. every single time I see this, Ted, like this has come yeah. up before. But like there was that M, man. That M is the Magneto M. Uh, I think it looks like Gumby's legs. You know, I could I could see that. <laughs> man, honorable mention for uh, Scottish style tobaccos uh, today. Uh, we, it's a tobacco we've talked about before. This is something that is a really a uh, really great blend that I would highly recommend uh, folks try as well. But uh, it, it's been a feature of Tobacco Talk before. Uh, it's uh, Blair Gowry by Drucker & Sons uh, that uh, is also blended by GLPs. Uh, man, just a fantastic tobacco. You can go back. We've discussed that before. Uh, but, um, you know, just it's a match of one of that tobacconist historic blends that Greg uh, reproduced and then is sold now by uh, Smoking Pipes. So uh, really good, smooth and creamy tobacco and, uh, you know, something you also ought to try. Uh, the Latakia is a little bit more forward in this tobacco, but um, it's a great blend and and, uh, and worth you checking out. Good stuff, man. Well, that seems like some good Scottish. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like Just they've stop. all turned off. Everybody in Scotland, our our downloads have plummeted <laughs> in Scotland. <laughs> man, no, that's a great uh, that's a that's a great uh, top three for the Scottish mixtures right there. I, I am curious where where of of the various. Uh, let me say lanes of pipe tobacco like where would you rank scottish for you i mean like is that like on up there is it lower tier like you know in terms of your rotation yeah, no, I, I I think it's probably in the middle for me. Of course, I, yeah. I tend to be more of a Virginia smoker, which, uh, you know, a lot of Scottish blends do major in that, if you're defining it the way I defined it today. Again, that's the, you know, what do you mean by Scottish mixture? Well, tell me what you think it means, you know. Um, yeah, it, along in that, that, you know, it's probably right there in the middle. I, you know, I smoke Virginias, I like Virginia Periques, and then uh, we kind of filter down towards... Um, 
you know, these Scottish style mixtures and occasionally an aromatic. And then uh, English blends would probably be, you know, the, the least uh, popular of what I historically have smoked, but uh, or the least often. But um, yeah, you know, they, they feature those uh, bright leaf tobaccos. It's almost like an English blend that you know, that where they just backed off on the Latakia a little bit, which, you know, for me, I like Latakia more as a condimental tobacco, you know, at the most uh, 5 10% of the blend and not uh, some of these bombs that we see today really featuring uh, that leathery, uh, you know, in-your-face uh, note uh, that kind of kind of knocks you over, which so many people love. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's funny, those blends are, are great, they sell, but it's just not particularly my uh, cup of tea necessarily. So, um, but I, I do like uh, these Scottish style mixtures. And, uh, you know, I think uh, I may even mentioned before, uh, someone asked me recently, uh, you know, what is your favorite uh, tobacco that you've blended yourself or, your, you know, maybe the one you're most proud of. And I think I mentioned Bag End as being that, which uh, I stand by. A lot of that bright leaf and uh, some some Turkish Izmir in there and uh, just a, a background, a little undergirding of, uh, of, of Latakia. And so um, so I, I enjoy that tobacco and, and you know, hope, uh, hope other folks do too. All right, man. Well, good stuff. Okay, well, of course, the great thing is about uh, all of these wonderful pipe tobaccos is that if you want to make sure that you are being able to pick up on all the various Scottish flavoring that you find <laughs> at every single ribbon cut that comes your way, you need to pack your pipe. And I'm talking about a good quality corn cob pipe from Missouri. You know what? They're going to take back the money. <laughs> your sponsorship's canceled. Yeah, Missouri Meerschaum. Of course, my good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Quality corn Man. cob pipes. <laughs> that is right. That is right. We love our friends at Missouri Mearsham, of course, and thank them for for sponsoring us. Uh, this this week's corn cob pipe is featured as a as the Patriot corn cob pipe. I thought this was appropriate because uh, oh, because Mel into... Gibson was the Patriot and he was also Braveheart. That is exactly why I thought we would do the Patriot. Today. Is that really? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but it's better than my tie-in. Did uh, you get man, drunk you know... and yell at some cops? No, 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 no. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon, man. Too soon. Um, no, the the Patriot Corn Cob Pipe. It 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 uh it looks kind of like if you took Abe Lincoln's hat and okay, turned it yeah. upside down. Uh, the stovetop uh, pipe hat that's kind of turned upside down. Just a just a really interesting looking pipe. It's got this kind of uh, thicker, uniquely shaped uh, rim uh, that narrows down, and then uh, has a nice billiard style bowl. So uh, comes in a bent and a straight variety. Very attractive, and uh, it's a non-filtered pipe, and uh, is available for only thirteen twenty nine. And you can get it from the source at corncobpipe.com. Uh, go there; they'll ship it straight from Washington, Missouri, and of course, uh, do such a good job just uh, you know caring for these uh, great pieces of cob that they turn into these awesome smoking machines. So uh, go there, order one; they'll send it right to your door, and we hope you enjoy it. All right, man, and hey, uh, be sure to pick one up today. It's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Mirsham know you appreciate them for sponsoring this show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. question of the week. Question of the week. This week coming in from Michael Lodge. Uh, Michael saying, thank you for being a podcast that has refreshed my soul and refined my palate. <laughs> I have smoked a pipe for 20 years in isolation. Uh, I was a closeted pipe smoking pastor from the South. Man, we've got a couple of those that listen. Uh, <laughs> Boy, I, do we. <laughs> I know I now live in the PNW. And, Pacific Northwest. Ah, Pacific Northwest, and have found a faith community that enjoys friendship, faith, and fine tobacco. You have been a big part of that for me. In fact, Bo has inspired me to look into studying tobacco as a hobby. Starting this has actually opened up uh, a treacherous sinkhole that I don't don't know how to resolve. Being a person <laughs> of faith who also loves smoking of my pipe has brought me to this question: Does fair trade tobacco exist? And have I and can I have confidence in the tobacco industry isn't a harmful or neglected industry for the workers in the in its countries? Help save my faith in tobacco, Michael Lodge. Man, talking about a a, a conscientious uh, pipe. A, a connoisseur, Boy, pipe tobacco you are connoisseur. Not, you're not kidding, man. And and what a great question. This is something that uh, you know deserves uh, you know being looked at. Uh, there are no certified fair trade. Uh, tobaccos that that I'm aware of available. So you know, and again, uh, tobacco's grown all over the world. We've got uh, you know leaf that, uh, of course, is here in the United States and uh, in all parts of uh, you know Africa and and Asia and um, you know even leaf now, uh, particularly cigar leaf that's coming from uh, South America uh, and and also bright leaf. Uh, you know, we've got Brazil tobacco that's on the market as well, and then the European things we think about the uh, the Latakia and and the um, you know, uh, Orientals, the Macedonian tobacco and all this. So, um, you, you know, it, there's not something where it's, uh, you know, certified fair trade or anything like that. But, um, you know, a lot of the tobaccos 
will describe uh, the countries that the that the leaves come from. Now, generally, they don't, but sometimes you will find that you know where um, you know tobaccos are uh, you know made with this kind of you know African leaf or this type of stuff from the old belt and uh, you know the United States and um, and so you know that those might be things to think about. Uh, but but honestly, you you know it's really hard to tell and. Uh, um, you know, some folks are, you, you can get on the websites of some of these tobacco, you know, manufacturers and see kind of where, uh, where they're getting their ingredients from, like if they, uh, if they say or give any hint of that at all. Um, you know, the problem with it is a lot of them don't uh, kind of give you any idea of where the ingredients come from. Just like when you go to the bakery, they're not really telling you at the bakery where they got the sugar, where they got the eggs, and, you know, all this kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it's a hard thing to parse out, but um, there's really not an easy way to uh, to tell if they're, uh, you know, that type of thing. Uh, you know, and so, you know, maybe look at uh, where the, you know, this manufacturer, where it gets the bulk of its blends and uh, and go from there. Of course, we love our American uh, tobaccos that, um, you know, particularly Cornell and Deal that makes uh, rich American heritage, uses a lot of USA leaf. You know, that might be a start for you. Anyway, good luck. It's uh, one of those things that we think you should have a lot of faith in tobacco, but can't really guarantee much on the on the production side when it, um, you know, as far as the uh, worker compensation and all that kind of stuff. Great question, Michael. And hey, great if you question. A, yeah. Yeah. If you got a pipe question for us. Be sure to send that in show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. Quick fire, Chris Jones. Ow! All right, man. Michael Thompson coming in saying, uh, okay, here are the quick fire questions. I was trying to see if there is a theme here. I don't think there is. I think it's just here yeah. comes the quick fire questions. All right, okay. you ready? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Which is so weird. Like, that's the way it used to be. But, like, I feel like everybody sends it with <laughs> themes now. And so it's just, it's almost expected. But, uh, no, this is great. <laughs> this is awesome. All right, here we go. No, oh, you know what? There, there is a theme here. <laughs> I think. I think this is a quarantine edition. Uh, but like what you're stuck at home type situation. Okay, I think yeah. I could be wrong, but uh, okay. here we go. All right. uh, no phone or no computer. Which one would you rather be? Which situation would you rather be in? Oh, I would rather have no phone any day of the week. Like like nine and a half times out of ten, man. Just leave, leave the phone, man. My phone. I'm sorry, it's broken. My battery died. <laughs> right. uh, man, g- give me the laptop because at least I can uh, have a nicer screen for uh, Netflix on that. But uh, the text messages and the phone calls uh, will not trickle in. <laughs> man, I, I, whew, I, I. I, I <laughs> vacations vacations i miss vacations because on vacations Uh is the only time where i was like i have no phone i have no computer i did like all the work in advance for every single client i had like you know two weeks ahead of time just to make sure that i could be completely unavailable and i haven't been able to do that (laughs) a long time it's been a long time it has uh so i would say i guess no computer because I, I, you know, I need, I still need to get work done and I can, I can do everything from the phone. So poor guy. I, yeah. yeah. I'd rather be on vacation. <laughs> have neither, but yeah. Uh, board game or card game? Uh, board game. I, th- I think I enjoy board games more than, than card games. If we're talking poker. I like poker, but if we're talking like bo- card games, like, like non poker card games, then I'm, <laughs> like I'm anything more, other than poker. Yeah. Like anything other than poker. <laughs> then yeah, I think I'm probably going to be board games as well. I mean, okay. yeah. Yeah. I think I can say that pretty broadly. 
Uh, sleep in a bed or sleep on the couch? In the bed. I, I like taking a nap on the couch occasionally, but um, man, I, I don't know. G- give me give me the bed, big covers and soft and warm and all that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, nine times out of ten, the bed. The couch does come in clutch, like like late at night if it's kind of hot in the house or something like that, and you can't fall back asleep and you just kind of move to the couch. Yep. And then you fall asleep there for like 30 minutes or something. Then you head back. It's like, oh. but then that's like double bed, really. That's that all that nice. is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Doing the dishes or doing the laundry? Uh, I would rather do the dishes 12 times out of 10. I hate laundry. I hate laundry. I hate it. I, I don't I don't have any desire ever to do laundry. I it, The dishes I can sometimes talk myself into uh, enjoying, but typically not. But I'll, I'll suck it up and do it. But laundry... I hate laundry. <laughs> yeah. No, I will I will do as many dishes as I have to to keep me from doing laundry. Absolutely. Yep. 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 Dirtier the dirtier the better. Send on the dishes. I'll handle it. <laughs> I do not do laundry. Uh take a bath or take a shower. If I could, I'd take more baths because I enjoy them more. But I, you know, typically take a shower. So I if mean, I had to pick it. between the two and time weren't a constraint, eh, give me the bath. Yeah, no, same. Absolutely. And uh and yes, yes, with my Pinot Grigio. Mark. <laughs> uh-huh. Pinky's out. That's right. Oh, man. All right. Well, guys, great quick fire questions. They're coming in again from uh, Michael Thompson. And if you've got some quick fire questions for us, be sure to send them in. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that is show at countrysquireradio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback coming our way from Jim Clough. Man, Jim is like always sending in great ideas. And, I know, and thoughts man. And yeah. Feedback on the show. It's great. Uh, this, I'm, I'm excited for this because I kind of want to like dissect this here a little bit with you on air, and okay. also do so public. So this, all right. So let me just go ahead and set this, this up. This is uh, his feedback. Is he, he has listed off a couple of different show ideas, and like there's like five categories, and he's got like even those broken down. There's a lot, lot to unpack in this, in this, uh, <laughs> in this email. And what I, what I love about this is oftentimes uh, John David hates it whenever I propose show ideas on air because then on it's air. like right oh, then I feel obligated yeah now we got to <laughs> do it uh, but it's it's always the ones we discuss off air that never come to fruition <laughs> it's that the true. ones on air that's uh, that's accountability but this is good this isn't me bringing it this is Jim bringing it so you know we we, we got to listen so yeah so you really have to do it now exactly <laughs> all right uh, so here we go Heroes of the Bowl the uh, Shackleton edition. Uh, on the endurance, an incredible story, almost of all the, uh, a crew of almost entirely pipe smokers. Shackleton's notes of the expedition. He talks about how their pipes and tobacco held them face the incredible hardships. So, are you familiar with uh, with Shackleton? I'm not. No, okay. not at all. Okay, so I did. I did a little bit of looking into this. I want to say they're surrounded by ice. Jim's gonna hate us. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is the first time I've read this, uh, this, uh, these ideas. So I, you can't, I, I can blame ignorance. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Well, the, so here, here, here we go. So, uh, Sir Ernest Henry Shackleton, uh, was an Irish and Antarctic explorer who led three British expeditions to the Antarctic. I knew there was ice. <laughs> so once to the principal figures of the period known as the quote her- heroic age. So, uh, this is, we're talking 1874. He's born in Ireland. Uh, and yes, uh, as as Jim mentions, man, there is um, some photo records of some serious pipe smokers on this expedition. Might be worth taking a look into for sure. Okay, all right, good, All right. good call. Definitely want to uh, to do a little research up on. So that's a good, good, good thought. Good thought. All right, next one. 
Okay, tobacco talk. All right, so you know, for for a tobacco talk, he, he he recommends a couple of various tobaccos. Now, I think this is great because the first one he recommends is a top three Scottish blend. <laughs> That worked out very well. He also mentions English, Oriental, and Bakken blends. Uh, he says, for my fellow Lovecraft geek, John David, a review of Lovecraft-inspired tobaccos, Cornell and Deal Elder Ones, series of Kern Byron's uh, Mountains of Madness blend, and others. Uh, now, this, this actually piqued my interest because I know, I haven't seen it yet, but I know that HBO has a Lovecraft series that uh, I think it just finished its first season. And it's been on my to watch list. I've been kind of waiting for people to tell me if it's worth, you know, I never been, I never watch anything new. I wait till it all comes out. And then when everybody says it was good, then I binge it. You know what I mean? Uh, but the, the reviews I think have been pretty good. And I mean, like, I, I don't know Lovecraft. I know like octopus, right? With Cthulhu. I know Cthulhu is like a giant octopus <laughs> man with, yep. and he has something to do with nightmares. But anyway, so all that to say. Uh, I, I love any kind of like pop culture connection that we can talk about here. But yeah, Lovecraftian uh, pipe tobaccos. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think it'd be fun. There's a lot of stuff out there. And of course, um, and Cornell and Deal did a great series on, uh, you know, inspired by Lovecraft that uh, I think would be good. Uh, Ken Byron's uh, Mountains of Madness that uh, is uh, available at KB uh, Ken Byron Ventures. Uh, man, great tobacco. It was our artisan blend of the year last year. Uh, would be uh, certainly, certainly awesome to look into. All right. And then uh, he also says, uh, another one here is top three tin arts uh and uh yeah tosses Ooh. this one to me specifically which i have never i actually kind of feel bad jim i've, I've been kudos to you i've never thought of this idea and it, it's a great idea <laughs> yeah he also recommends awesome. you know possibly even you know you could do almost like a holiday themed one but he, he talks about uh you know sir walter riley flying dutchman is kind of some uh some standouts in in the tin department so yeah, of of his list, I think those are those are the ones we'll pull out here to um, to kind of marinate on and see uh, see what what folks say. Okay, yeah, that's great. I, I like it. We'll see uh, yeah, see where I that really. Um, and I I think that Lovecraftian one has legs because I would love to be educated. <laughs> Cthulhu. <that's, laughs> I know the I know I know him. I know that guy. You know, what with the with the, the squid, squid yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, <laughs> there you go, uh, <laughs> man. It's been a it's been a great episode, if you ask me. It's a great a episode. Great episode. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I keep going back and forth between like, you know, I start off with Braveheart and I end up with Shrek. Well, no, I I, I start off with Braveheart, <laughs> I go to Shrek, and then I just end in something completely incoherent, incoherent. Which I, I feel like that's a Scottish accent. I feel like that's how you. Um, <laughs> that's, that's how, how Southerners, Southerners talk. talk. So that, that's, that you know, sense. that's that's yep. why we can do it, right? Because everybody makes fun of our accents. So therefore, right. we can make fun of it. That's that's the logic. That sure. <laughs> Whatever helps exactly. us sleep at night, man. <laughs> well, hey, man. I know one of the things that helps us sleep, and that is the amazing support of our amazing patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Country Squire Radio. Uh, if you haven't head over there to learn how you can support the show, you can also keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow me. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. Of course, all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. Yes, sir. Oh man, I gotta tell you, it's it's, it's the, the the kids schooling and the works and the yeah construction. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot going on, lot man. Going but on, uh, man. you know, like I said, use your uh, use your pipe to uh, soothe the old soul. Maybe maybe have a nip of that uh, fancy cognac and um, yeah, just uh, just take it. Don't easy. tempt me, Frodo. I'm trying like, like I <laughs> today. I told myself that going into the day, I was like, I'm gonna be completely substance free. I want to try to. 
Keep, That's keep good. The body clear and the mind focused, and that keep it clear. Those, baby. those two things don't seem to coincide. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll make it. Hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.